find the book of Hosea uh, and uh, chapter number four <clears throat> in Hosea. And <clears throat> excuse me, again, pray for me. I'm, I might go to the doctor tomorrow or next day, uh, seeing how things happen. Whenever I go, uh, they do EKGs, and, and uh, my heart is uh, always gives a weird EKG, and so they uh, panic uh, and want to cover themselves. And so uh, if I go to the emergency room, it'll mean I have to go into the hospital uh, more than likely because they won't want, want to let me go, even though I convince them my heart is always like that. And, uh, and so pray that I can just bypass all that and get to a GI doctor or something uh, in this next day uh, or so <clears throat> and get things uh, figured out. Uh, Malachi in chapter number 3, as I've been reading uh, the 90-day Bible reading uh, challenge, I came across, of course, one of my favorite uh, passages in the Bible, and it's my favorite because of how ridiculous uh, the excuse uh, that was given to God was. And, and that's when Moses went up in the mountain. And when he was up there, the uh, Aaron and the uh, uh, children of Israel uh, gathered all the earrings and stuff, put them together, and 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 uh, made a molten calf. And of course, they worshipped that. And and God swiftly judged all of that with Moses. But when confronted uh, by Moses, he said, uh, "We put this all these earrings in the fire, and out came this calf." Uh, and uh, and we never want to take ownership for our sin. Uh, when confronted, we come up with some pretty uh, ridiculous, uh, ridiculous excuses. That's probably by far uh, one of the most ridiculous uh, excuses in all of the Bible. Uh, and uh, but I uh, but I enjoy reading it because it uh, it's funny uh, to that degree in the sense of how ridiculous that was. Uh, but it also just kind of shows me uh, how I am and. Uh, and, and really brings to mind some of the things I've heard people say uh, over the years when confronted with their sin. Uh, so today we confronted sin uh, in one point uh, with, uh, with God wanting us to fear Him, with God wanting us to keep His commandments. Uh, and I was reminded of, uh, of the children of Israel uh, many occasions and uh, want to look at them from the book of Malachi briefly uh, but then in the book of Hosea, when we look at some of the deficiencies uh, that they have, uh, these are deficiencies that were, uh, they were willing to be deficient in these areas. Uh, if you think of deficiencies, like right now, every one of us here is probably vitamin D deficient. Uh, and uh, it's been raining and raining and raining. The sun hasn't been out. And so we're probably uh, short uh, on our vitamin D. Uh, our area is deficient in common sense uh, politicians. Uh, uh, it's lacking very much so in our area. And so we can think about deficient as being deficient, something's lacking something. You can have a vitamin C deficiency, and, uh, and perhaps that might cause you to be more susceptible to colds and whatnot. Uh, but when we find something that we're deficient in, uh, the goal really is to not be that way. And so uh, we'll uh, take vitamin D uh, supplements when uh, the sun is not shining, so it's most of the year uh, here. And uh, because you don't want to just leave that, because you, if you're vitamin D deficient and then you're vitamin C deficient and you're whatever this, that, and the other, and the things begin to pile on. So one thing that's deficient left unchecked or unremedied uh, will potentially cause more trouble. And we find that uh, with Israel, which I believe is the same deficiencies uh, that we have uh, as New Testament Christians as well. I'd like to invite you to read Malachi chapter number 3. And 
For sake of time, we won't go down uh, from verse 1, but I want to read verse number 6 and verse number 7 here in a minute. Uh, And with Malachi, the theme of the book of Malachi is the accusations from God uh, and the denials uh, of the children of Israel that that he was rightly accusing them of evil. There are 14 different accusations that God wields uh, in the book of Malachi, and there are 10, uh, I guess, rebellious answers that were returned to him from the children of Israel. God help us that whenever God the Holy Spirit or the Word of God, uh, or if, for that matter, somebody who, is, uh, is, who loves you and cares for you, confronts you with a sin, that you don't give them a rebellious uh, type of a response. Uh, and uh, and uh, it's uh, incredible uh, how we do that. Uh, so that's the theme of Malachi. We've, we've preached about it, about uh, you know, everything from, from giving our, our offerings uh, to Him, uh, where we'll offer sacrifices that are unclean and we won't give our best to God. And, and God says that uh, you have polluted my altar. And they responded, where have we polluted it? Uh, where in this? Where in that? Uh, God says, this is your problem. And they said, what are you talking about? Uh, that's not the problem. Uh, so in verse 6, it says, For I am the Lord, uh, I change not. Mention that today. It's the same, he's the same God uh, today as He ever was. He doesn't change. Uh, what is sin, still sin. Uh, what is right is still right. And, uh, and you can be accused of, I was thinking about this the other, other day, uh, if, if, uh, if being or doing what is right uh, is wrong. I don't want to be right. <laughs> and, uh, and it didn't really come out very well. Uh, but that's kind of how societies, if you try to live right for God, uh, people say that that's the wrong way to live. Even Christians. Like, you don't have to do that. You don't have to be that way. You don't have to go uh, so far. Uh, and, and I just want to please God. I really don't care what anybody else says uh, in, those re- in those regards. But um, I get that kind of a response from a lot of people, even church members. Uh, about, uh, about uh, trying to live for the Lord. Uh, but let's read uh, verse number 7. Even from the days of your fathers are ye gone away from mine ordinances and have not kept them. Return unto me and I will return unto you, saith the Lord of hosts. And notice their response. Uh, but ye said, wherein shall we return? And then, of course, we have uh, the passage of Scripture that everybody wants to avoid. So let's go back to Hosea. Uh, and uh, real quick, before you read about tithing uh, and, uh, and not hear a thing uh, else that I say tonight. And uh, so uh, if you don't tithe, you're robbing God. All right. Amen. Uh, and uh, Hosea in chapter number four, I, uh, I've, the Oscars are on tonight. Thank you that you're here and not home watching the Oscars. And, uh, but they give out swag bags, uh, $148,000 for the stuff in them swag bags. And, uh, and we, give, we give swag bags here uh, at church to visitors when they come, about $10 worth of stuff in there. Uh, but if everybody tithed, we could probably, we could probably go about $100,000 uh, in the swag bags if everybody did that. And, uh, and so, uh, again, uh, let's skip that whole point and uh, let's go over to Hosea chapter number four. Uh, but uh, so God accuses them. Then they have a rebellious answer. And one of the, and one of the greatest evidences of a backsliding person is a hypercritical spirit. Um, being backslidden is, is not a place you want to be as a Christian. And really, by defining that, it's uh, you're not where you used to be. Uh, you're not where you used to be in your devotional life. You're not where you used to be, you know, 
uh, in, in church attendance. And uh, I, I, you know, I've said this for years, it's, it's, it's pretty much a science. You can pretty much tell uh, when somebody's on the way out, when they stop attending uh, a Wednesday night service, and uh, then pretty soon it's Sunday night, we camp this, and then pretty soon it's Sunday morning, every other, or whatever, and, uh, and you mark it down. I don't, even, I don't even see this because I don't look at who tithes, uh, but, uh, but inevitably when somebody leaves the church because they're upset, like, I can pull the tithing records and they had stopped giving long before they left. Uh, and uh, those, are, those are indicators uh, that something is up or that something is wrong. And maybe I ought to look. Maybe I ought to have somebody like, all right, somebody stops tithing. You guys tell me that because then maybe I should call them and say, hey, what's the matter? Uh, and uh, find out uh, and nip it in the bud while I can. Uh, but there are indications uh, that are there. And one of those other indications is a critical spirit. Uh, it's, it's where, uh, let me read it this way. One of the greatest evidences of a backsliding person is a hypercritical spirit his readiness or her readiness to question everything, uh, even God's own statements. Um, from the beginning uh, with, uh, with Adam and Eve and Satan, uh, where, where he said, hath, hath God said? Uh, it's the questioning of what God, even himself has said. Uh, there's a willingness to find fault with everybody, uh, even the Lord. So the book of Malachi is, is to rebuke the returning uh, Israel, the exiles, uh, for their sins to point out at the very outset uh, from, the very, from the very beginning on, of their return uh, that God is not going to tolerate their sins anymore. Uh, he didn't tolerate uh, their father's sins as we read about in Malachi and he's not going to uh, tolerate theirs. So the ancestral background of these people is clearly indicated, recorded in the book of Hosea. And that's why we're going to look at it there. Uh, and by the way, let me say this. We're reading Old Testament, our Bible, 90-day challenge. There's so much stuff in there. Um, it, is, it is not, you know, you get into those minor prophets, and they're not really minor. Uh, there's a lot of great stuff. And when you look at uh, timelines and pull those up on your computer and when things were written and who was, uh, who was uh, contemporary to that time and uh, what prophets were preaching, and you can see all this overlap, and it's an amazing, amazing thing. Uh, in the Bible. The Bible is so full uh, of great stuff. Uh, so it's recorded, this is recorded in Hosea, uh, and uh, in the deaf ears uh, on which God's voice fell uh, resulted, I believe, in these tolerated deficiencies. They put up with it. They know they're deficient in a certain area, but they tolerate it here, and then it's there, and then it's here, and now there's a whole bunch of different things. And it's like when we dig ourselves in a hole and we can't get out. Or we feel like we can't, uh, but the truth of the matter is, is that uh, all you got to do is hit the altar and pray and ask God to forgive you and repent of whatever it is, uh, and you can be on your way to being right uh, with the Lord beyond that. So, so the tolerated deficiencies uh, really produced a, uh, a spiritual decline, which is inevitable. When you, when you lack these things, the stuff I'm going to give you, a list as quick as I can, uh, when you lack these things, it's, it's going to result in backsliding. It's gonna re, it's, it, there's going to be a decline, uh, and, uh, and the ultimate of which was reflected uh, in Malachi's day, uh, in the prophet Hosea, uh, and others that were preaching. So these same deficiencies that I think caused Israel's decline are identical to uh, the ones that we have uh, today. So we need to take a serious look at them, which we will here tonight. And, uh, and so in Hosea... Uh, chapter number four, uh, we have, uh, of course, um, there's a lot of great stuff in here in this passage of Scripture about uh, the priests and the people and 
uh, like priests, like people, the, the arrogance and the, uh, the rebelliousness that, that were in. I'm, I'm grateful that God uh, is a gracious God. And we know that God was very patient with the children of Israel. They're His children. Uh, and and uh, that God has a plan and a purpose for them. Uh, God's very patient with us, <laughs> uh, probably more so if you think about it. Uh, then uh, we have all the recorded rebellions. Of course, it's multiplied over you know uh, millions of people. But uh, we're the same way. And when you look at like again, you look at you know Aaron. Uh, we threw in our gold, and out came this calf. Uh, like Moses is going to go. That's weird. Um, I've never seen that before. No, they had to form and fashion. They made that. Uh, and Aaron was blame shifting. And we can look at it and say, what a sorry rascal uh, to think he could get away uh, with that. But you do it. You blame, you blame, I blame my wife for, for jalapeno bobbers just a little while ago. Uh, it, is, it is burnt into us uh, that we are that way. Uh, so we find the first deficiency that they tolerated in verse number six. And again, this isn't an exhaustive list. There's a bunch of them. Uh, but we don't have, uh, you know, hours upon hours tonight to look at. But look at verse number 6 of Hosea 4. It says, My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee, that thou shalt be no priest to me, seeing that thou hast forgotten the law of God, I will also forget thee. Um, there's a deficiency, I believe, there as well as today in a lack of knowledge. Um, we, we suffer because of it. We don't have a knowledge of God. Uh, we should. We should know who He is. Maybe one of the best Bible studies we could do uh, in this year is to just go over <clears throat> the names of God. Uh, what are His names? What do they mean? The attributes, the characteristics of God. Because the biggest problem in our culture today is, again, people who, uh, who have a God of their own imagination uh, that isn't the God of the Bible. Uh, we lack knowledge. If you were to ask the average Christian about certain doctrinal things, um, they're just not going to know. I mean, uh, all of us have people in our lives who are, uh, let's say they're Catholics. They, don't, they have no reason, they don't know why they're Catholic. They're Catholic because, you know, they always were. Uh, they, you know, went to confirmation and whatever uh, when they were younger, and so they're just that. But they don't know what they believe. Uh, if you talk to other different cults, uh, like uh, the Jehovah's Witnesses and, uh, and, and on and on, you know, they, they don't really know what's being taught. Uh, they have a lack of knowledge. We have a lack of knowledge about sin. Um, we, the God of the world, uh, in the sense of what people think God is, they think God just winks at sin uh, when God despises sin. Uh, we, we don't sin. We make mistakes. We make errors. We fall. And, uh, and there are a lot of, a lot of uh, religions or denominations who don't believe in eternal security and that you can lose your salvation. Uh, and every person I've ever talked to that belongs to those denominations, uh, they've never lost their salvation for some reason uh, because they don't seem to sin. They seem to make mistakes. Uh, and I, so I've asked one, I asked one guy, he's a preacher. I said, well, tell me which, which sins would cause you to lose your salvation. Uh, and, uh, and there are never sins that he committed. Uh, but, uh, but we know that the Bible teaches us that we're sealed under the day of redemption. But we have a lack of knowledge of sin or the consequences of sin. We have a lack of knowledge of Scripture uh, in today's churches. We don't, we're not reading it. That's why I'm asking you to read and to read a lot. Uh, and, and maybe maybe we'll see. There might be some of us that say, hey, let's do it again uh, at another time in the year. Uh, but um, I know this. Um, when you're reading it now, you may have read your Bible bunches of times. 
but you're reading it now and something, something not new, uh, but new to you, uh, popped out and you learned something. Uh, I'm, uh, by, maybe you should do this as well. I have a, uh, a moleskin uh, little notebook that, uh, that I have with the Bible I'm reading from for the 90-day challenge. And as I'm going down through it, I'm just writing stuff down. Oh, that was a great thought. Uh, I might develop this, and here's a sermon seed, and, uh, and just writing and writing and writing, uh, all those things. So when something, uh, something pops out at you, you should record it so that you can further study it. Uh, there's a lack of knowledge about Satan. There's a lack of knowledge about, uh, about uh, the, the, his devices and what he does. Um, it's the same deficiency. But here's the thing. It's a tolerated one. There are a lot of people who don't, they don't know their Bibles, but they're okay with not knowing their Bibles. Because they can go to church and they can hear the pastor preach or uh, they can be in a Sunday school class and uh, the, uh, you know, the teacher uh, will teach. And probably one of the most telling deficiencies, it's, not, uh, it's, it's in our homes where, uh, where mom's in the Bible and dad's not. Uh, where moms are going to church and dads aren't. Uh, and, and that's a sad testimony to our day and time. Uh, but it's a huge deficiency, and people seem to be okay with it. I can get by with not knowing my Bible. I can get by uh, with this deficiency in my life, uh, and I'm just going to overcompensate in other areas, and I'm going to be okay. Uh, but, but the truth of the matter is when you stand before God, and you've been deficient uh, in the Scriptures and the deficient uh, in knowledge, uh, we say, I didn't know that, or uh, I wasn't taught that, or uh, whatever the excuse might be, it's just not going to fly. Uh, it, it, there's there going to be no excuses when we stand before God. I said that uh, crazy quote by uh, R.G. Lee this morning didn't make a whole lot of sense uh, to me and uh, I think might have been like a, a, a cloud or a bre- buttered. Uh, there needs to be some bread in there somewhere. Uh, and, uh, uh, but, uh, but there's another one that I remember where it said that an excuse is a skin of a reason stuffed with a lie. And when you stand before God and say, I didn't have, uh, I didn't have time to read my Bible, he, he, you know, it isn't going to cut it. I didn't know that I wasn't supposed to do this. Um, in fact, when you read uh, in Scripture, the, um, uh, as you read through Exodus, Leviticus, and, uh, and uh, again, how many of you in here tonight are doing the 90-day Bible Read Challenge? So you remember where it's like, okay, this is what you, what you offer for this sin. Here's what you offer for that sin. And God's going through all the lists. And then there were parts where, uh, where it says if they, if they sinned uh, unwittingly, uh, they didn't know that they were breaking the law, uh, then there was this kind of atonement that was made. But guess what? They still had to atone for it. They did it a different way, not the way that God required, because what they did as they transgressed against God, they did it in ignorance, but God still required an atonement. And it's the same way for us. Ignorance isn't bliss. A deficiency in knowledge is one of the biggest things that will cause somebody to backslide. Uh, here's one of the reasons why. Uh, I, could preach, I could preach something... And, uh, and they don't have the biblical background. They've never been in that passage of Scripture. It's absolutely new to them. It's a, it's a, a new take on something for them. Uh, and they can get all kinds of uh, twisted around in their head about what was even said because they don't have the Bible knowledge. I was asked the other day um, about Berean. What's Berean? Uh, and, I, and I'll say, well, 
Uh, whatever I say, so Berean Baptist, everybody's like, you know, Korean Baptist, and I'm like, no, Berean Baptist, Berean Baptist, no, Berean, and they said, what is that? It's like the city of Berea in the Bible, and of course, they don't know what that is, and then you talk about being uh, more noble than those Thessalonica, about studying the scriptures, uh, you know, uh, we need to be in the Bible. Uh, it's, you got to be in it so that you can understand, and that you can, um, uh, if I'm preaching something tonight, as an example, and you got young kids in here. Um, I'm preaching from little kids to senior saints. You know, something's going over their heads. It's your responsibility uh, to, to clarify and to teach and to, uh, to make sure that they understand. So you ask them, uh, what did you, what'd you like about the, 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 the service tonight? Uh, and they're like, I, don't, I didn't really know what was going on. Then you, gotta, you have to be able to re-preach it. So you should be writing notes, whatever. It's your responsibility as a parent to do that. It's not my responsibility to make sure everybody gets everything. It's your responsibility to do it. A lack of knowledge, but it's a tolerated deficiency. And it shouldn't be tolerated. If, 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 if you're hearing messages and you're like, man, I never knew that. And you're, just, and you're not just somebody that's new to the church or new to being a Baptist or new to reading your Bible. You've been in your Bible and around Baptist preaching and Bible preaching for, for decades. Uh, if, if you're constantly having aha moments about things as you're, as you're, as you're hearing preaching, uh, that means you have a, you have a, a vitamin B deficiency. Uh, you're not in your Bible like you ought to be, and, you, and it shouldn't be tolerated. Uh, and, uh, and parents, you make your kids take them vitamins. And so make them read their Bible. Don't punish them with it. Go to your room and read your Bible. Don't do that. Are you following me? But, but you make sure they brush their teeth. You make sure they this, they, they, they that. And you make sure that they're in the Bible because we're not going to tolerate uh, a lack of knowledge uh, in our house or whatever the case may be. It will not be a tolerated deficiency. Look at verse number 16 of chapter number 4. It says, For Israel slideth back as a backsliding heifer. Now the Lord will feed them as a lamb in a large place. That simply means as a backsliding heifer uh, that uh, the growth uh, that should be there for that critter is not there. They've, they've gone back. They have atrophied. They have, they're sickly uh, or whatever the case. They've not, they're not growing like they should. Uh, and it's a tolerated. They were okay with it. Uh, they were okay uh, with lack of growth, but we should never be okay with it. But I think that's part of the deficiencies in today's churches. Uh, they, the Bible says that we should desire the sincere milk of the word that we might grow thereby. Uh, that, we're, that we should be uh, closer to God tomorrow than we were today and next week and, and even more so. And, and, and not forsaking the assembling of, uh, uh, of ourselves. Uh, and so much the more as you see the day approaching is what God says. Uh, growing. Uh, you, should, you should be able to uh, pray more. Uh, you should be able to read your Bible uh, more. You should be able to endure uh, a 45-minute message on Sunday morning or on Sunday night. Uh, it, it just drives me crazy. You see, they, somebody can go to a movie and sit for three hours and never get up one time to go to the bathroom. But they can't make it. They got to get up four or five times in a 45-minute message. Uh, uh, to go, we ought to have somebody that's locked the door, uh, is lock them in, no bad. Go to the bathroom before you, uh, before church starts. And, uh, and, uh, and, and by the way, if you do get up to go to the bathroom, uh, and uh, you know, there's speakers in there, uh, which is nice, but don't camp out. Uh, and, uh, and when you come back, uh, s- just sit in the back. 
Uh, don't go all up in front and, uh, and, and do all that and interrupt everybody else and draw their attention away. And all of God's people said, uh, amen. So there was no nourishment. They were a backsliding, uh, backsliding heifer. Uh, they, they, the backsliding heifers, eat, they eat the wrong things. They don't have a proper, proper diet. Uh, and that's what we were, we're. If you're not growing, it means you're not, you're not getting the right nourishment. Or uh, you're filling yourself up with junk. I watched a video this afternoon on how, uh, a recipe for how to make In-N-Out burger fries animal style. Uh, how many of you know what that is? Yeah. All right, it's, uh, it's good. Uh, and, uh, but it was like, hey, this is junk food. There's some of those things, boy, you, if you eat it, like 6,000 calories uh, in, in one you know, appetizer or whatever, that's probably what that is. Uh, that is called junk food. And if you, if you constantly eat junk, uh, is it going to help you? Well, no, we know that. It doesn't stop us from eating the junk, or at least we uh, do so in moderation or we, we reward ourselves, but we have to have a steady diet of healthy foods uh, and, uh, and stuff that's going to power us and, uh, and give us the energy that we need. Uh, but, but a lack of growth, if, if, if your child uh, was not in the what other percentile uh, and they, are, they, are, they don't weigh as much as they should or they're not as tall as they, they should uh, be at that point in time uh, and the red flags begin to uh, be uh, you know, coming up, uh, you're going to do everything you can uh, to, to help them grow. Um, you know, whatever, you're going uh, to go the extra mile uh, in order to make sure that they're getting what they need, uh, but to tolerate it, oh, okay, well, they're going to be a runt. Uh, and, uh, and, and, and that's just, you know, we just got to, it's all right. Uh, and, and maybe that's the case. I was always a runt, <laughs> and uh, uh, the runt of, uh, of the, not the litter, we only had two, uh, but uh, I'm, I'm, me and my sister, and she's smaller than I am, but uh, you just don't tolerate it. But if you tolerate lack of growth in your life, you are on a, you are on a, 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 a train uh, to, it's a path of no return to like just complete backsliding in your life. You got to want to grow. You got to want to get better. You want to get stronger. Uh, you want to remove the weights and the hindrances and everything that's, uh, that's there in your way uh, of your relationship with God. And you're not going to tolerate it. Uh, you're going you're gonna to do all kinds of things in order to grow. Look at verse number 17. The Bible says, Ephraim is joined to idols. Let him alone. Join to idols. That means there was a lack of dedication to the things of God, but being joined to idols, there was a dedication to them. A dedication to the wrong things. Everything, everything else except for God. And that's where Christians are today. They're, they're dedicated to sports. They're dedicated to jobs. They're, they are dedicated to recreation. They're dedicated to, to everything. By the way, you can be dedicated to good things. Uh, and, uh, and it can be a bad thing uh, if, uh, if you don't have the proper balance in your life. Uh, God needs to be first place. Anything that we love more than we love God is an idol. Uh, and anything that, that takes you, you know, uh, you think about the Oscars for, for a moment, uh, this big celebration of Hollywood. And, and again, I'm not going to preach against movies or whatever. Uh, and you have, to, you have to make sure that uh, you do all those things and, and temper those things yourself. Uh, but they pass out a little idol, an award, a trophy uh, that, uh, that is, um, uh, you know, a big deal to them. 
Uh, and they, they strive in their field to get these and some of them to get Grammys and Emmys and other types of things. They get the whole, uh, whole uh, array of awards uh, from, uh, from their uh, you know, uh, people. Uh, but uh, they're dedicated. They're dedicated to their craft. But they love that. Uh, and, uh, and, it, and it drives them. And it drives everything about them. We need to be as dedicated to God, uh, more dedicated to God than we are dedicated to anything else. I mean, you, you're on a career path and you got to do this, 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 and you're climbing this ladder and these are the benchmarks that you need to make. Uh, you're, trying to, uh, you're trying maybe physically, uh, you know, um, to get your, uh, your uh, personal best bench, uh, you know, press, so you're, you're working at it and you got to be dedicated. If you're going to run a marathon, uh, you've, got to, you've got to do your plan and, and eat the right things and uh, we're dedicated to everything except for the right things. Uh, and it's always, to me, um, um, every single week uh, as a pastor of a, of a New Testament Baptist church, uh, I, I gauge uh, by the evidence of the things whether somebody is dedicated or not. People don't like what I said probably this morning uh, about being in church and whatnot. You're here tonight preaching to the choir. Uh, thank you for being here. Uh, I hope that you're back on Wednesday night. Uh, but uh, but um, I just can't imagine um, knowing that my church family is gathering and the Word of God is being preached uh, and, uh, and to just be sitting at home doing nothing. Um, you know, I, it's, I'm not talking about going to work and the things like that or you're being sick. I'm just, you know, just sitting on the couch watching TV uh, while, while the local church is meeting. To me, it shows a lack of dedication. Uh, but, you know, nine times out of ten, uh, it's the people who are backslidden that are most critical about the things of God and what we're doing as a church. They'd be the first ones to say, hey, um, I've got a problem with this. And, and I'm thinking to myself, you know what? You wouldn't have a problem with that if you come to church, if you heard the preaching, if you knew why it is that we were doing what you don't like. Uh, and, uh, or uh, it's they've got this problem, that problem, and, and, uh, and I'm, just not, I'm just not getting helped, or, I, uh, or whatever the case may be, they become very critical because they're backslidden. They've, they've lacked knowledge and growth and dedication. I look at verse number 18. Their drink is sour. They have committed whoredom continually. Her rules, uh, uh, her rules with shame do love give ye. Uh, it says their drink is, is sour. It's talking about a, a lack of enjoyment that they have in their life, uh, that they just, they're just not happy uh, and uh, things just aren't right, uh, just not the way that they want them, but, uh, but we're just going to just remain in that place. It's a tolerated deficiency. Um, if, if you are, you know, sour, if you are negative, uh, if you are unhappy with life in general, um, that's not a good place to be. Uh, you know, we talk about joy and we, we talk about happiness in the songs that we sing. And several of the ones that we've met today uh, or sang today uh, spoke of, uh, of an emotion uh, that was not reflected uh, in our, um, our body language. Uh, and uh, so um, you, shouldn't, you shouldn't want to stay that way. Uh, and by the way, if you are... There's reasons why you are, uh, and, and you can pretty much figure out what the reasons are, and you'll, and you'll want to fix them, uh, but you don't want to put in the work. You want God to just kind of wave some magic wand, uh, and for all your problems and difficulties to go away, uh, but you've got to put in, uh, put in the work. Uh, but to just be happy and uh, unhappy and to be content with being unhappy and having no joy, 
uh, and life is terrible, um, that's, that's it, when you tolerate, if you stay there, um, you say misery loves company. When you're in that state, um, it's, it's going to be super hard for you uh, to not continue down the road of backsliding. Because people are, who are negative and unhappy, uh, are, um, they're, not, they're not striving to, 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 to get out and to meet people and to share the gospel or to read their Bible and whatnot. Uh, usually when you're depressed and discouraged, you don't want to do anything. Uh, you just want to wanna sleep. Uh, you want to be alone. Uh, but they had a lack of enjoyment. Their, uh, their drink was sour. Let's uh, jump ahead to chapter number 5 and verse number 4, hurrying along. They had a lack of repentance. Notice this. It says, They will not frame their doings to turn unto their God. For the spirit of whoredoms is in the midst of them, and they have not known the Lord. They will not frame their doings to turn to their God. They refuse to repent. They won't, they won't change. Um, I, could, I, I could probably rehearse countless and countless uh, interactions I've had with Christians in churches uh, who, when confronted with this is what's wrong, they just, they just refuse. It's like, well... I know that's what the Bible says, but it's how I am. This is what I'm going to do. And, uh, and, and so I'm supposed to just go, well, okay then. Uh, and uh, and that, that's just fine. Uh, but they, the, to purposefully not frame your doings, like today, when it says, fear God and keep His commandments, you've got to, you've got to obey Him uh, and obey His word. And so if you come across in your Bible reading tonight or tomorrow, um, God reveals something in the Word of God that you're doing and you shouldn't do, you should automatically just change it uh, and, uh, and change your number <laughs> and, uh, so that people don't call it during church. And, uh, and, uh, but you need to, you need to you automatically change. But to refuse to? So when the Bible says when we don't do that uh, and we don't repent, God turns us over to reprobation, uh, a hard heart. Uh, all of a sudden, uh, what was wrong uh, doesn't seem as wrong to you anymore, and now you're just, you're, just, you're just fine with it. In fact, even the people around you might get sick and tired of telling you about it, uh, and, uh, and they'll grow accustomed. A lack of repentance in their mind and in their life and not framing their doings uh, led them down a road of, of backsliding that I think is the same way that we do. Look at verse number 5. And the pride of Israel doth testify to his face. Therefore shall Israel and Ephraim fall in their iniquity. Judah also shall fall with them. The pride of Israel doth testify to his face. Humility. A lack of it. Um, uh, that, uh, that when they were confronted, as we read about in Malachi briefly in the one instance, but they were, there were 14 other instances in that short book. Uh, and they said, no, 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 no. Um, we haven't done that. Uh, we, we, uh, we're okay. In fact, if you read some of these other prophets, like in Amos, where the scriptures say that they, uh, they drank wine out of bowls and, and had beds of ivory and they were at ease in Zion. And they shouldn't have been. They were proud. And God said, look at these cities. Aren't they greater uh, than your cities? Uh, and so filled with pride, like, like they were untouchable. Now, they had the promise of God. Uh, but, uh, but it wasn't to drive them to a, an arrogancy and a pride, uh, but a lack of humility is a tolerated deficiency in Israel, and it's a tolerated deficiency in Christians today. Um, you can't tell them. You can't, you, uh, you know, it's like, hey, uh, you can always come to me, and you can, whatever you need to say, you can say it, and then you just do that, 
and boy, the, the, just the, the wheels come off. It's like, who do you, you know, who do you think you are? I'm like, hey, you told me, uh, you told me it was okay uh, to, to say something, and I did. And then, uh, and because of humility, remember, it's only by pride, right, that comes contention. And so my pride's offended, your pride is offended. Uh, we just got to kill pride uh, because if we have a lack of humility uh, and we are okay with it and we just say, that's just the way that I am. Uh, and I just don't like tell people telling me what to do. Uh, or I just, I just don't think it's their place or I don't think it's their business. Uh, and, and we just, and we, uh, you know, um, uh, basically fight back in a way that's so prideful. Uh, it is a way down in backsliding. Verse number seven, or excuse me, chapter number seven, verse number two. It says, they considered not in their hearts that I remembered all their wickedness. Now their own doings have beset them about and are before my face. They considered not, they had a, a lack of consideration to God uh, and uh, his purpose and his plan. They considered not uh, in their hearts. Uh, they, uh, it's a lack of consideration uh, to God. It's a lack of consideration to their, uh, to their fellow uh, tribes and uh, in people. It's a lack of consideration to self. And by the way, if, if, uh, if God says obedience uh, is rewarded and blessed, uh, then, then it's probably bad. It's a bad idea for your own self to disobey. Um, if, if you want to be blessed, which I believe you probably do, uh, then you'd want uh, the swiftest course, uh, the path of least resistance to blessing. Uh, and it's very simple. Uh, keep fearing God and keeping His commandments, loving Him. The Bible says that when we do that, we'll pray and God will answer us. Uh, we'll know how to pray. We'll pray the right things. Uh, but when we lack consideration uh, in our hearts to God, and we don't, re- and, and, uh, then, then we are on a path that's going to be a destructive path. Verse number 4 of chapter number 7, and we're almost done. They are all adulterers, as an oven heated by the baker, who ceaseth from raising after he hath kneaded the dough until it be leavened. Uh, there was a lack of separation. It says they were all adulterers. Now, it's talking about spiritual adultery. That's the connotation that is there. It says they're all, uh, they're, they're all adulterers. He's been rebellious, uh, God says, since the day I knew you. Uh, he said he wants to gather them in uh, and, uh, uh, as, a, as a hen uh, to, to the chicks. But uh, it says, but you would, but you would not. Uh, and, uh, and so uh, that is the uh, lack of separation. Then uh, verse number 14 of chapter number 7. It says, and they have not cried unto me with their heart, and they howled upon their beds. They assembled themselves for corn and wine, uh, and they rebel against me. They have not cried unto me with their heart. There was a lack of earnestness, uh, a, a lack of, uh, let's reach over and let's turn that off, if you would, please. All right, thank you. Uh, a lack of earnestness on their part. Um, God says that a contrite heart, a contrite spirit, is what God will bless. Uh, and, uh, and so uh, we should have an earnestness. And we're not going to have it if we don't view God, if we don't the right way, if we don't view sin uh, the right way. And so the summation uh, of uh, this diagnosis is found in these words in chapter number 11 uh, of Hosea in verse number 7. And we'll be done. Hosea 11 in verse number 7 <clears throat> says this. And my people are bent to backsliding from me. Though they called them to the Most High, none at all would exalt Him. 
they're bent to backsliding. Uh, it's not just a deficiency, a lack in these areas that are there. Uh, and, uh, and by the way, you can be deficient in something and not know it. Uh, but, but most of the time, most of the time, there's some type of a symptom uh, that will, uh, like vitamin D uh, uh, deficiency, perhaps to be, uh, you're tired. Uh, you're, you know, um, moody and whatnot because you're not getting sunshine and what you would need. Uh, so, so there is a symptom that's there, but it might be somebody else saying, you know what, you're crabby. They got to point out a symptom uh, of your deficiency. Uh, and, and when they do that, uh, you should, you know, oh, I'm, so, I'm sorry, I'm crabby. Uh, and, uh, and uh, uh, you know, there's probably some, something I could do to, to remedy all that. Their, their waywardness uh, commenced with a tendency and then continued with a carelessness uh, and then culminated in a habit uh, in their life. And God judged them uh, in a very drastic way. So my challenge tonight is simply this. Um, are you, do you have the deficiencies of a backslider? Uh, are these things uh, not present in your life when they should be? Uh, and if they're absent, um, are you going to tolerate it for one more day, one more week, uh, maybe another month or a year or whatever? Uh, there's some of you, by the way, that you've been deficient in some of these areas and you've just always been that way. Uh, I've, you know, I've talked, I've talked with Christians in the past, uh, just recently, uh, where it's like, uh, uh, about whatever. I'm like, you know what? You know, it's just, as, as long, it's just like, just like God said, you've been rebellious since the day I knew you. I've said, since the day I've known you, you've not been dedicated to God. You've not been dedicated to the things of God. Uh, Sunday morning, maybe uh, going to church and whatnot. Uh, and, uh, and it's always, it's crazy how that people who are that way seem to know everything about the Bible. You know, they got all the answers to every problem under the sun. And, uh, and, and they, just, they just know uh, and whatever. And, uh, and, and, and please don't, you can, I, I don't want you to take this the wrong way uh, because it's not rooted in, 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 in a sinful pride. Uh, but if you take it the wrong way, then you can take it that way. Uh, but uh, I've been um, saved for 30-some years. Uh, and I don't know, I can probably try to count up, you know, th- on a three, three sermons a week, you know, on average, and there's probably a whole lot more than that uh, in Sunday school lessons and different things. Uh, and, uh, and spent the last 30-some years, a lot of it, in the Bible. And uh, in going to church, churches, you know, on Sunday, it's time to go to church. And uh, faithful and serving God for 30-some years. Um, I have a super difficult time um, taking unsolicited criticism from somebody who never goes to church, never reads their Bible. And um, I just, you know, it's just like, okay, um, you know, just be faithful to God and faithful to church and read your Bible and don't be backslidden. uh, And then maybe I'll take your criticism with a little more credibility. But until that happens, I'm not sweating it. Uh, I'm not going to stay awake at night uh, and, uh, and concerning myself about those things because it's just, I'm just not going to do that. Again, you can, you know, uh, so you think you're spiritual or whatever. No, I, I'm, an abs- I'm a 100% absolute train wreck. Uh, and, uh, uh, and so are you. Uh, but uh, but there's, uh, there's a difference uh, oftentimes, an obvious one, 
uh, when it comes to consecration, dedication, and separation, uh, the keeping of commandments, the, the desire uh, to live and to please God um, in, in, the, in the heart of somebody who is trying to be faithful to God uh, in their life and in their service versus somebody who is not. But you know where it started? There was a to- something that they tolerated um, a few years ago, and they just let it slide. And then it got worse, and it got worse, and then pretty, then pretty soon, uh, they're, they're out of church. You know who, the, you know who people who, who are they're no longer in church at all. Or um, they've just, um, they got tired of all the rules. You can't read your Bible with, without, without coming across a rule almost every single time you read it. And, uh, and so um, his commandments became grievous to them. And they decided they would just rather go to a place where they didn't have to hear it. And so they, they do. And you can find churches all across our city uh, that don't preach the Bible. Uh, and uh, that, you know, um, but that's not what God wants us to do. He wants us to recognize where we have deficiencies and then fix them. And we start that by just confessing it to God and say, God, I'm sorry, um, I haven't been right uh, in this area, and, and I do. I, I, I'm not reading my Bible, and I have a lack of knowledge, and, uh, and I just can't be okay with it. Help me, Lord, to study. Uh, and, you, and you'll say, yes, yeah, study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed. Uh, and and there's, God wants us to meditate on His Word. I mean, all those things are in there. Uh, but you've got to simply decide uh, that being deficient in your Bible reading is not going to fly anymore with you. And you, and you lay that, whatever it's laziness, apathy, um, the excuse, whatever it is, I'm just too busy, uh, whatever. Uh, and uh, if you're too busy to read your Bible, you're too busy. And it's, and it's probably not something that God is wanting you to do. Uh, you've got to, you, and, you, and you say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fix it. And this is what I'm going to do. This is the remedy. Uh, and it could be a, a Bible reading program uh, that the church starts. Or it could be whatever. It could be this message that gets you back on track. And you say, I'm not going to tolerate it. Uh, but toleration, let me read it again. Their waywardness uh, commenced with a tendency, uh, continued with a carelessness, and then culminated in a habit. So how about you? Um, have these deficiencies turned into some spiritual bad habits in your life? Just fix them. That's a simple thing. Uh, and uh, as easy as praying. Uh, and committing that to the Lord tonight. So I don't want to promise God. I don't want to promise God something I'm not going to keep. Just promise Him and keep it. Um, and uh, and God, will, God will bless it. Let's stand tonight and, and uh, we'll uh, get ready to pray and have our invitation.